It's Jim, it's the World of Bonds and it's Friday the 19th of June 2020. A new record low for dollar corporate investment grade yields this week. This is the all-in yield, it's 2.18%, a combination of the fact that US Treasury bond yields are incredibly low and credit spreads have tightened dramatically since earlier this year. The all-in yield in March at the peak of the coronavirus crisis was 4.6%, so more than a halving of investment grade bond yields over the past couple of months. Um, This is a very attractive environment for corporates, obviously, and so far in June, we're looking at the second biggest month in history for high yield issuance. So not just an investment grade story, but this uh, easy financial conditions are feeding through the entire economy. Um, looking at bond yields, so US 10-year treasuries at 72, JGB yields at zero, gilts wider yesterday, and we'll talk about that in a second, at 24 basis points, and the 10-year bond at minus 40. Credit spreads, dollar investment grade at 148, high yield just below 600 at 593, slightly wider than the tights it got to. Emerging markets, the star performer still um, down from 475 in March to 191 now. Uh, so a big tightening there in CDX EM, a sovereign EM measure of credit risk. Now we talked in a podcast earlier this week about the spinal tap theory of central banking, which is that you have to Uh, Go one louder than everyone else to outperform market expectations for what you're going to do um, and turn it up to 11. Uh, Most central banks have followed the spinal tap uh, methodology so far. The Bank of England yesterday, though, didn't. Um, RBC put out a good note saying that they are a day late and a dollar short. Um, This was kind of reinforced by Andrew Bailey in the press conference saying that the Bank of England is going to be slowing from warp speed on QE. So they did still delivered an additional 100 billion sterling of quantitative easing, but that is the low end of expectations. They say that they expect to be finished um, when it gets up to 745 billion uh, of QE. Um, and that does represent a big slowing of the pace of purchases. So um, at the moment, they've been buying over 13 billion of gilts every week. That will slow down to below 7 billion of, of gilts. Why are they doing this? Well, it, it's partly they think that things aren't as bad as they did think that they were. So when they look at the year-end, year-on-year GDP number, they expect the UK economy to have shrunk by 20% um, over the year. That compares to minus 27% um, at their last meeting. So an improvement in the bleak expectations for the UK economy. So it wasn't just the quantum of QE that is uh, going to be lower than the market expect. Um, it's also the fact that there was some dissent within the MPC as well, with um, Andy Haldane saying that he, he didn't support that increase in quantitative easing. Now, when we think about slowing the pace of QE, it's also worth mentioning that up to now, the amount of gilts that the Bank of England has been buying every week has been enough, pretty much, to neutralise the issuance from the Treasury. So the Treasury has obviously been borrowing huge amounts to finance furloughs and other Um, increases in government public spending. Um, So that 13.5 billion pretty much neutralised the 13.9 billion of uh, of weekly issuance. Slowing the pace down to below 7 billion uh, of gilts per week obviously means that the market is now going to have to absorb more of that treasury supply going forwards. As a result of that, we've seen an underperformance of gilts yesterday. So against bunds, um, you know, the spread 
between buns and gilts has narrowed dramatically during the coronavirus crisis from um, over 1% yield premium for gilts over buns down to 60 something basis points. Well, yesterday we saw a six basis points widening. We saw the yield curve steepen up, which is often what we see uh, when we anticipate more government bond borrowing over the long term. And we saw an outright sell-off in uh, in gilts with the 30-year gilt up 10 basis points. So uh, disappointing day for the gilt market yesterday in terms of what the Bank of England delivered. There are also some bigger picture stuff coming out from the Office of National Statistics when we look at the overall picture for UK debt because, you know, you can ring a bell yesterday um, in terms of a huge milestone being crossed for the UK debt issuance. So we are now, um, we now have over two trillion of gross government debt outstanding. So we've gone through the two trillion uh, pound mark. That means that our debt to GDP ratio has gone over 100%. So UK debt to GDP is now at 100.9%. We've talked about Reinhardt and Rogoff in the past. We've talked about where the UK debt has been historically. You know, we've got down to well below 50% uh, debt to GDP. So we've seen a doubling of our debt burden relative to uh, the size of our economy. And where we are now is the highest level of government debt relative to GDP that we've seen since March 1963, which, remember, was when we were on the downslope coming out of World War II. And we dealt with that debt burden by strong growth, um, a bit of inflation, a bit of financial repression um, as, as well. And so I guess the question for us going forwards is how are we going to get that debt burden down in future, given that some of those things like strong growth look pretty unlikely uh, for the foreseeable future. Let's have a, a great weekend, everyone, and I'll speak to you next week.